یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 30 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan. Episode 30 Karan, you know who the great number 30 is? Uh is it somebody that we should just call Mr. Unanimous from now onwards? Maybe or it could also be his <laughs> brother Seth Curry. But no. <laughs> Obviously we're talking about Steph Curry, uh, unanimous MVP and like back to back MVP and what not. Um but they they lost game 1. Did you did you Take a look at game one. I did. I did watch the game. So, so we are recording this on uh, May seventeenth. So the basically the day after game one of the Western Conference Finals. Yep. And the uh, and the Thunder beat the Warriors. You know, I, I actually I, I I would like to take credit first of all for being one of the minority to predict that the Thunder would beat the Spurs specifically That's... after after that game one dis- destruction. Right. Did, um, did you make the prediction after game one or before game one? I had the prediction both that I made the prediction way before I mean when the playoffs started I had the Thunder go all the way to the conference finals okay and even after game 1 I kind of stuck with my you know with my belief that that they could now obviously they had a few uh, refereeing decisions go their way ah oh, but, but you know it, it was a, more it's than the playoffs yeah it's the playoffs it happens you know yeah and it was it was uh, definitely more than that they they surely deserve to beat Spurs and go through they they out hustled them they outshot them outsized them outpaced them that's not something you can do easily against the spurs all of them together yeah indeed and and this team is looking amazing like i, I remember i've said this before they they have had the they have the biggest uh, upside of all the the great teams we've seen yeah in the season they were the, the they were sort of the biggest quote and quote disappointment in the season because we expected more yeah and now we actually seen them at maybe their best so yeah they're peaking peaking at the right time i think this series goes 7 i think this will be a, a classic western conference final series um that, yeah that will certainly yeah. be great for the fan yeah but i don't know i i don't think i can make proper uh, predictions until two games finish i can see like adjustments and stuff from people then i can easily say you know what what's going to happen uh, but yeah let's see what game 2 has in store and what about the d league playoffs Oh, sorry, <laughs> the Eastern Conference playoffs. <laughs> the, the, the Eastern Conference. Um, uh, much respect to Toronto first of all for making it to the conference finals. Yeah. I've been, even though I like the Raptors, I've been hating on them for a while just because it. I, I just didn't yeah. like their their formula of Lowry and DeRozan taking shitty shots all game. Is it because uh, they're going to steal your first round draft pick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be, if I was, if if as a Nick fan, I was going to be angry at every other team stealing <laughs> draft picks. I would have no one else to root for. So um no I, I just felt that it's just their um their style was was very hit or miss and in the playoffs they were getting exposed but um I mean good for them they 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 buckled down when it counted. Yeah. Um it was kind of sad that both teams lost their centers cuz I thought both uh, Jonas Valanciunas and um, Whiteside were playing really well. Yeah, that was a great um, matchup for the first couple of games. um and that's i think i think having jonas would have made a huge difference against the upcoming cap series yeah is he going to be back though i don't know i i don't know if it matters even oh the cavs are to give them like a fighting chance to win one game or something maybe that's the thing right like yeah. uh, the, the, the 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 intrigue in the in the east is basically 
will the Raptors win zero games or one game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'm I'm actually glad that that series ended. It was some like horrible looking basketball <laughs> to go through. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, the the playoffs are in the are in the thick of things as you guys might have listened for the last five minutes. But we this is of course like a Indian basketball podcast, and we have some Indian basketball news, isn't it, Karan? Yeah, we do. Um, for anyone who's been closely following Indian basketball events, uh, the Junior Nationals, which is the 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 best the best teams in India uh, of the under eighteen level, so boys and girls. From all over, all over the country, they came together in Puducherry for the, the Junior Nationals. I think it finished a week ago. Yep. And and Tamil Nadu won again. Tamil Nadu, I, I actually like researched as one of the best like teams on both levels in India, like the, the youth level and the senior levels. And uh, congrats to you, Kaushik. Your home state, Karnataka girls, they they took the title. Absolutely, absolutely. The home homeboy is feeling proud here. Uh, I'm actually quite quite happy with the result because I. Heard from people who are in the game in Karnataka that the uh, girls' program and the women's program is generally on the uprise, but yeah, I still didn't think that they'd actually go and win it all. Um, and I think I believe they've come close a couple of times, but now they have this sort of golden generation or whatever, and it's so great for them to actually win something. And it's it's nice that the women are doing it because they um, they can be a little like mistreated in. Karnataka, for instance, like the men have three divisions and leagues and stuff like that, but women's have like just one knockout tournament in the whole year, and half the time that doesn't get uh, conducted even. So uh, it's really, it's really nice that the girls uh, got to win this, and I'm really proud for my state. Yeah, I mean, um, we have to watch out for uh, Bhandavya. She's going to be a star for India. Like it's not just. And I remember watching her play for the first time. In the sub junior nationals, about six years, ago, five years ago, in wow. um, in Lucknow, and she was like a thirteen year old and was just destroying everybody. She was, you know, I think she had a forty six point game. Wow, something something insane like that. So, <laughs> and so like for, I remember I used to write the the game recaps for the BFI back then, the box scores, mm-hmm. and it was just like because you know these girls games, especially the the, the sub junior level, yeah, the final scores would be like. 35 to 20, you know, and then the leading scorer would have eight points or something. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, this girl, I, I remember Karnataka didn't win that title because basically Chhattisgarh wins these all the time. They're just <laughs> uh, head and shoulders of everybody else. But I think Bhandavya showed her talent then. And to see that, you don't always see people who are good at 13 to remain good at 18. Yeah. You know? yeah true. Like somewhere between that development, something could, is potentially lost. So it's great to actually see that promise come through. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to her uh, starting for the national team. Oh, I'm looking forward to her starting on Hoopters in some time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and in the men's tournament, uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, Bala Dhaneshwar Poyadzami. I can't say his... I don't know what his last name is, but anyways. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good good attempt at a like, hardcore Tamil name. <laughs> super, superstar player for, for Tamil Nadu. And uh, another guy, uh, if you are following Indian basketball's future... Another guy whose name is going to pop up a few more times. Excellent, excellent stuff. Uh, that's, that's it for our roundup of Indian basketball news. We had uh, initially thought about discussing some NBA stuff, but I think we should do that with our uh, special guest. So, Karan, who's our special guest today on episode number Steph Curry or Seth Curry or Julius Randle? <laughs> <laughs> See where I'm taking this? Tomorrow's the draft out, <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, it's. It, uh, I mean, it's cool that we, we we just spoke about the youth talent because 
we're gonna bring up a, a guy who's um, who's really helping out the, the the youth of basketball in the Delhi NCR region, specifically Noida. Um, his name is Pradyut Voletti, and Pradyut has been uh, just just a force for the last couple of years, working at the grassroots level to train uh, really young kids to to basically uh, spend some more time playing basketball. It's it's more as a as an avenue for them not to essentially become basketball stars, but to use basketball as a vehicle for change in their lives. And um, and I think it would be great to, to hear from him and his efforts and the ups and downs of someone who basically started off as an independent trying to make a change in a system that doesn't always work. Absolutely. Let's bring him on then. Uh, so I would like to welcome our guest for episode number 30 is Pradyut Voliti and he's coming to us uh, live from Noida. Pradyut, how are you doing? Good, good, good. Very well. We heard, we overheard as we were preparing that you were about to enjoy some makhan this evening. Which <laughs> Indeed. Is, which is awesome. <laughs> Indeed. Because we are a podcast that heavily uh, encourages the use of makhan in, in, uh, in chicken, in parathas and everything. Makhan, definitely. Makhan this is, is one of the greatest definitely. things in life. Yeah. Apart from yeah. being a basketball Indeed. podcast, this is also like a vegetarian podcast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's another favorite, yeah. Which is great. We we also mostly choose our guests based on how likely they are to like butter chicken. So <laughs> yeah, okay. That's like a criteria. Yeah, it's a criteria. And uh, and 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 we've said this before. Butter chicken and basketball do go together really well because um, India's capital of butter chicken, which is Ludhiana, um, yeah, uh, also has produced some of our best basketball players. This is no True. coincidence. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyways, how are you doing, Pradyut? Um. Have you been? Have you had a busy day? Were you working at the Dribble Dribble Academy today? Uh, yeah, I twisted my ankle, but I've been there trying to train my trainers to teach the right way. Okay. Yeah. So I spend the day uh, working out. I spend the day uh, trying to find more money to be able to cater to the kids I work with at the village. We yeah. have about 250 kids now. We have a full court ready. We should send you some pictures by today. It's fully lit up and it's uh, looking pretty nice after I- two years of uh, grinding on like a half court with 150 kids we got to make stations and you know we had to have like 10 stations on a half court because we could not go like further than two hours in the evening because of mosquito problems so yeah but finally we have some kind of a dream come true Uh, we have a full-size basketball court in the middle of a village it i won't say it's exactly like nagpal but uh, it it might close it might be pretty close to nagpal soon yeah we're working towards it it's amazing to hear i mean obviously the uh, the, the the big difference between the Nagpada court and your court would be that 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 you guys the are level in, of basketball. Well, not yeah. just that. I think you guys are in a rural area, whereas Nagpada is smack in the middle of like like urban madness almost. Um, right. But that said, yeah, I I did see the phot- photograph of uh, the, the lights actually on on Facebook, which is great to see that you guys can now have night lights on. Well, before yeah. we get too far, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, the Dribble Academy and the Dribble Academy Foundation? How you got about okay. starting it? Yeah. Um, so I am um, a clinical psychologist by profession. Damn. I quit it to uh, teach basketball. Uh, I was a player. I played uh, at the national level. I studied at Mayo College in Ajmer and then I got back to Delhi. I played for Delhi for two years. I was at the national level team, but uh, a lot of times when I played, I didn't understand the game. Probably because I wasn't taught the game the right way. I wasn't able to understand. We, we would soak the bench and we wouldn't get playing time. And then we wouldn't understand how it is and when we good, would get an opportunity to go in because of the nervousness and because of us not being taught the right way, we'd, uh, you know, 
uh, screw up big time and then we'd be out on the bench again um so we started there and then i went to college in bombay and i did, uh, played for the bandra ymca out there uh throughout the time i was doing some kind of a research on what is wrong with indian basketball why why do we um, why are we not at the international level why are we not performing and then uh, gradually when i look back during my years of playing basketball i and i started following a lot of people on youtube it came to my knowledge that uh, we weren't taught a lot of skills we weren't taught basketball the right way due to multiple factors due to coaches not being educated enough uh, and everything like that of course basketball doesn't come naturally in india as of now but uh, so i did some research and i i found um, out that i had no competition if i could get capture the market out here and teach basketball the right way i could be the man i could be like the ganon baker of india that's what i still feel i want to become one uh, if you guys don't know a little bit about ganon baker ganon baker is one of the world's top skill development trainers he is um, an nba and nike skills trainer he is uh, one of the lead skill development trainers for the nike skills academy as well as he works for michael jordan and runs the jordan brands uh, classic this year he was selected to run the session for the rookies at uh, the Toronto All-Star Games um so i was following him on youtube for about one and a half years where uh, i saw what he was like it was a lot of individual skills a lot of show you know people could see it and say hey this is stylish stuff but uh, gradually he earned a name he became one of youtube's biggest gurus and today he runs one of the top prep schools in the in in the us where they're defeating oak hill at least twice a year they're defeating oak hill it's like carmelo anthony's school so i uh was fortunate enough to um, get in touch with him and he invited me out there to shadow his program to see what it is and i uh, was uh, invited to come to uh, to the us and i was in florida for about two and a half months and i saw the training a lot of the training which i saw was high school bar ball um very very intense and very high level so a lot of it was um, you know uh, something which i didn't get but i had some really supporting staff i i was also mentored by a guy called Cody Topper who's a Cornell legend and has played in the NBA D League and currently is the um assistant coach for the Rio Grande Valley Vipers which is the D League team for the Houston Rockets so um i happened to shadow him he explained me a lot of x and o's cuz in india i had never gone through an x and o ever in my life and he he would explain me all those x and o's so it was a great learning experience for me uh, i learned a lot about basketball and um then that's when i came back to india after two and months and i started a program in a few societies in noida um and it grew from there man i started with three kids and uh, now i'm catering to about 100 in the society and uh, 250 in the village so um coming to the how i started the dribble academy foundation uh, which is a non-profit organization catering towards the underprivileged uh, i um would drive through the village uh, uh, a bunch of times and i'd see Uh, you know so many kids uh, not having an area to channelize their energy and i felt uh, that we could definitely do something out there through the goodwill i had through people and i said i should give it a shot of course i didn't know i'd be catering to 200 kids it was just like i was like even if i can help five kids uh, channelize their energy in the right direction um coming from a clinical psychology background i know the prevalence of drugs and violence in villages and a lot of it is attributed towards a lack of channelizing their energy in the right direction you go to a village a lot of villages around india don't have any sports facility cricket comes naturally to us but we do not have even a cricket ground out there where some trainer is training there or the villages i'm sure the government allocates some funds for recreational purposes for the village but i don't think it's reaching the right place so i went into this village um, at a private school and uh, the school owner was kind enough to let me build up a half court my father donated me the half court and that's where we started um it's gone a pretty long way from there the kids have uh, learned basketball pretty well they are known around noida a lot of them have not reached the national level but um 
honestly speaking that's not my aim with these kids i just want to uh, make sure that uh, they learn basketball the right way and if it if it happens good enough it doesn't happen i'm trying to empower them with education so that uh, they can become a student athlete so uh, you know that's how it's happened and it's gone pretty good way thanks to everybody all of you and uh, uh, all my school friends and everybody has supported me in like a huge way for two years we've been a non we've been not a registered society and we've still been able to run this through goodwill i've been traveling to a lot of boarding schools and they try to help me out with some financial help or uh, some aid through providing me with used basketballs which they usually throw away every year um, there is a lot of wastage in india in in these high elite schools if we can tap into them uh, we could definitely get a lot of used basketballs which are again usable for uh, the underprivileged and uh, some of these kids have done pretty well uh, Uh, we won for a few tournaments and scott fleming was at our facility when he was in india and he felt that uh, this is where you nurture the grassroots level so it's gone pretty good at that level uh, we had shiba megan we have jay shankar menon uh, all india level players uh, uh, highly um, well respected in the indian fraternity and uh, uh, they've been there and they want to come again and they come and spend some time with the kids so it's like these kids are really lucky to have like these big time uh, players ready to come and share their knowledge with us and i don't see such a program currently running in noida and delhi of course there are some government funded programs but uh, nothing like this uh, nothing definitely in noida where they catering to these underprivileged kids a lot of them lack direction a lot of them come from difficult families uh, like the way it is in the us you go to detroit and areas and these kids don't have an area and basketball has been a uh, um a uh, 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 route for them to get out of the hood and get out uh, of the project areas and make make a living for themselves so uh, i'm trying to empower them with these knowledge and uh, uh, it's gone pretty good yeah that's that's really uh, amazing to hear pradeep i wanted to know a little bit more about the the type of students that you work with so is there is there a particular type of students so you mentioned rural but now uh, is there like a particular geography or demography of people not at all not at all uh, every kid in the village is welcome to our program we never chose any kid mm-hmm. uh, the doors are open for everybody to come and uh, that thing also we did not pick up like a talented kid like trying to find this is a school, this is a village where there was no basketball before i came in Okay. There was zero basketball, so we had to pick up kids who couldn't dribble the ball uh, at all. And today they're dribbling between the legs. They're going behind the back. They are attacking the basket from the right and the left. Uh, they, no, n- taking no credit away from them and the coaches I've had uh, who worked day in and day out. I've had um, a coach live at the village who's played a huge role with these kids. They're waking up at 4:30 in the morning. Uh, you know, some of them get up to take their buffaloes for a walk and like milk them. And uh, they tell us that coach, you know, we are anyways up at 4:30. Can you train us at five? And you know why not when you see the hunger in their eyes you you want to find a way to train these kids so um yeah that's what it's been like that uh, we've had no uh, selection criteria um of course when we go for some tournaments and stuff sometimes we got a shortlist i hate doing that because uh, this is an age where i want to encourage them to train to train rather than train to compete because not about winning and losing it's about just going hard at practice it's about uh, giving your best as a kid even if you don't make it to the next level it's okay give your best in life so that's what we're trying to teach them so we try and give each kid an opportunity so if this tournament i took uh, 50 kids next tournament i'll take another 50 so that everybody gets an equal opportunity to perform because they're all equally working hard some of them might be better than the others but they're all putting in their heart and slow we have 100% IT- attendance criteria if they're not there they're accountable for it they got to give an um, application leave write a formal letter some of them don't know how to write a formal letter but they're learning through basketball they're learning how to write a formal letter and request me that hey coach you know we need to go out for a wedding or someone's unwell in my family can you grant me leave so through basketball i'm i've been able to get them to the classroom which is great uh, we have um, 
two people from uh, Germany and Russia now, and they're here from ISEC, and they're working hard with these kids, and they're giving it their best. So now ISEC is helping me. It's a worldwide organization. So um, gradually, I've been able to find more and more help uh, with organizations who are coming in and wanting to empower these kids with uh, stuff which I'm not good at. I'm not good at education, so I don't want to take care of that. So I'm trying to get a professional to take care of education. Yeah. Uh, Pradyut, you mentioned um, this girl named Shelly who recently received a, a 100% scholarship with Shiv Shiv Nadar School. Shiv Shiv, Shiv Nadar, Shiv Nader. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Yeah. Um, the school is called Shiv Nadar. Yeah, it's uh, located in Noida. Right? Yeah, she, yeah. It seems like, so So basically, you, you had this group of village children who basically didn't know basketball at all and you introduced them the game a few years ago. And I think this one girl did so well that now she's got a scholarship in what is uh, an elite school in the city. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shivnadar is the owner of a company called HCL, if you've ever heard of it. Yeah. Um, they, um, they've been doing a lot of social work. It's called Shivnadar Foundation. They've been doing a lot of good social work around the country. He's an avid uh, sportsman himself and he likes to promote sports. So he's opened up a lot of institutes, uh, one of them in Bulanshir and a couple of them. Um, so they're running some good programs, but he still wanted to bridge the gap in his commercial business where there are uh, kids who are coming um, who are paying a hefty amount to come and he wanted to bridge the gap in those schools to make them realize that uh, you know just because you're in this school doesn't mean you're going to get a spot on the roster even if you're in this school I can get a poor kid to come to this school and uh, empower them with education and they're going to be on the team so it's it sends a strong message uh, to kids across this school especially and I'm hoping that other schools send it that uh, you know, um, the only way you're going to increase the competition and accountability within players is when you tell them that, hey, you are not guaranteed a spot on this team. I can I can go and recruit a player. That's how it happens in the in the U.S. They go and recruit players. So out here, a, a few of them have done it. However, um, you know, uh, Modern School is doing a bit of recruiting. DPS Mathura Road has been doing it for a while. However, I don't see the emphasis on education out there. That's what I have a problem with. Shiv Nadar has made a commitment with me which Shivnadar school, I won't say Shivnadar because I've never met him, but Shivnadar school has made a commitment that they are going to help me as much as they're helping her with basketball, they're going to help her in the classroom. Because that is where the gap is. She comes from a village school where most of the uh, communication and most of the teaching happened in English, in Hindi. So I told her, them that the gap is huge and I gave them that reality check earlier and I told them, hey, I don't care whether she makes it to the national level. I want her to learn English. I want her to get educated so that tomorrow she can get a job, if not through basketball, but through her education. So we both are working in collaboration. I'm trying to take care of her after school activities. They're trying to take care. So we happened to give a trial out there. Um, the trial was conducted for about 200 kids all over Noida were invited to the thing. And uh, she uh, did seem to perform them and impress them with their skills as well. As that thing. So it's not just because she's underprivileged that they've recruited her. She is a talented sportsman and she's a worker. She's been at my academy for two years and uh, she's been the best, you know, the best. She's, uh, there have been times when we didn't have a coach. We had crisis. Uh, you know, one of my coach quit the job and, and we were without a coach for a month. And she called me and said, hey, coach, she's an eighth grader. She called me and said, hey, coach, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. I will take the whole session. You just send me the workout. So I would send her an entire workout and she would make sure that all the kids do it. I mean, it's impressive. For an 8th grader, you can get her. And I'm confident about it. You can get her and she can go to any school in Delhi or around India and take 11th graders through an entire session of ball handling and shooting. That's how much she knows about basketball. She's a girl who has documented every practice of mine in which she has a notebook. She writes all the drills down. She asks me if she doesn't understand something. So, you know, these small things 
have really played a huge role in her success this is not this is not the end this is just the beginning of course i have a long road for her ahead but uh, these small things have really played a huge role that her documenting every practice she remembers drills she has it documented and um, she's been working you know she's she's been a relentless worker if there was something i wanted her to work on let's say i say hey you need to work on shooting form she would spend an entire entire day working on that it was it was just it was a, it's an extremely emotional um situation for us right now to actually sing the same that a girl from a village whose father is a driver in the society i live has now made it to shivnadar where the fees is 2 and 1/2 lakhs a year you know she's getting a 5 year scholarship out there it's amazing and and with this school i think i'm hoping that other schools bring in this entire culture again i'm hoping more schools like genesis and a lot a lot of schools in noida say hey we would like to pick up talented kids talented kids who uh, are from underprivileged backgrounds and empower them of course apparently there's a government quota which states that you need to take uh, some fourth class employee students in the schools but i see that um, mismanage i don't see that happening in reality so you know here i am i'm nurturing them with basketball i am trying to empower them with english and uh, education in general and then i am going to approach schools i'm going to walk into schools and tell them hey these are our kids they are underprivileged they need your help give it give give us some help you know if it happens happens it doesn't happen doesn't happen but i think um it'll be a great opportunity for these kids and this one girl going in there will be a huge inspiration for another 200 girls in this village i um i totally hope that like um that this catches on because obviously every time somebody asks me or ask anyone that you know india has a 1.3 billion people why don't we have enough good basketball players well it's because we're not looking at the right places some of our best talents come from underprivileged rural backgrounds that haven't been given uh the nurturing they right. deserve i mean you, you look at our first nba draft pick satnam singh came from a village that no one had heard of and uh, right. for, for him to basically be found at 9 or 10 honed yeah and then eventually not saying that every single a uh, player that gets an opportunity will make it but it just means that there's a whole talent pool that is still waiting to be discovered outside the urban cities definitely definitely uh, pratik this you... is uh, you know such a huge group of kids um um the grassroots kids they don't have anything they don't have anything after school they don't even have a proper glass of milk they some of them can't afford it we had kellogs which had collaborated with me about um, 5 months back and kellogs was providing conflicts at my facility with milk for these kids it's amazing you know that these kids don't have the proper nutrition they don't have a proper diet they sometimes can't even afford a a banana every day and they're still coming out and sweating it out this there's hunger i mean i mean they're in a classroom i i'll just share a small example with you we had two days of zero power for like 48 hours in noida at this village and then we had a class uh, with my isec interns and we had 100% attendance wow that is the hunger these kids have man 48 hours zero electricity a lot of them didn't get sleep but they were there in the class trying to learn you know uh, that is what's inspiring for me that is what motivates me to go and find more things for these kids uh, Uh, find a way to take this to the next level. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Pradeep, uh, I believe you went on a coaching trip to Canada earlier. Can you tell us a little bit about this trip? Yeah. Um. So I had uh, met a uh, founder of No Limit Performance, uh, one of the uh, leading skill development programs in Canada. Uh, founder name is Mihai Raducano. He is uh, one of the top trainers out there. He played at uh, University of Coastal Carolina Division One basketball in the U.S. and then he eventually got back to canada his native place and he started training out there uh, i had met him when i had gone to get trained by gannon baker he's also one of gannon baker's uh, um uh, students uh, and had played under him and uh, started training under him and saw the entire program 
so i've been in touch with him for about two and a half years he really liked my village program and um he really liked what i did and he wanted to inspire more kids to play basketball and um he's a he's a great trainer um you know the best part about him was that it was a one stop for all when i went to gan baker i a lot of what i learned was high school ball but mihai raducanu works with young age he works with kids starting from 6 year olds and all the way to pro level teams canada has their own uh, pro team and he's uh, the skill development trainer of the team called the niagara river lions which is the pro team from the canada uh, from the niagara area so it was a great experience for me because I, i i learned so much of basketball in this one month where i would work with a pro level player in the morning is 7 foot 5 called big sam he's probably entering the entering the draft this time let's hope he makes it um and besides that in the day i would work with young kids and it'll start with 8 year olds and go all the way to 16 so he would give me kids he would make me train them he would give me 15 minutes to train his kids uh, it was a privilege man it's a, it's a it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for me to go to canada and the trainer letting me train an indian guy training the canadian kids out there the parents were a little apprehensive initially but when they saw my skill level and they saw that i knew what i was doing they were they were all ready to go the parents were so supportive of the program we run in india all of them want to help us out they want to send t-shirts and shoes for these kids out here for the village some of them did manage to send some of them with me but it's inspiring cuz it's a whole big family out there and mihai raducanu is uh, is amazing you know he's hired by teams to come and just do skill development he is hired by let's say an aau travel team to come and teach them defense so uh, you know th- he has a a session package with them where the coach of that team is going to drop a message to me i saying hey mihai we had a last game and we didn't box out well can you come and emphasize the importance of box out and he'd go in for one hour and power it with lots of box out drills so it's amazing because it's a family and the coaches are all together in it you know there's no ego saying hey how can i learn from a 25 year old I travel around the country, and a lot of times I get it. Hey, you're 25. We are 45. We know more ball than you. So, um, so that um, that ego is not there. I I met 15 coaches, and each each one of them was ready to share their knowledge with me. And each one of them had different qualities. You know, Miha is a skill development trainer. I'm a skill development trainer. If I'd go and get trained by a high school coach out here, I would learn more of offensive strategies and stuff. I'll be honest with you. I don't know a lot of X and O's, but I want to learn them, and I am. uh working with some coaches i'm trying to learn i go and shadow mr huda with the delhi team i see what he does with that team so um you know some of them have been very open to what i do and have given me an opportunity to work with their kids so i've been working with a few high level players who are playing for india currently at the under 19 level i just go whenever i have time and um this canada trip has really boosted my knowledge so that's what i'm trying to do now every two years one and a half years when i can afford and i have some budget uh i'm trying to get out of this country uh trying to go shadow some programs next year i'm trying to go shadow someone from the d1 from one of the women's d1 programs out there um uh, and uh, you know just just keep myself updated with the best uh, in the business yeah um so tell us like this is sort of how we like to bring in a conclusion to every guest and it's always a heavy handed question because everyone yeah. has a different answer but then that's what makes it you know i kashik and i like to hear what every everyone else's opinions are about the the big problem that is india basketball w- what do okay. you think should be the the next steps taken to improve basketball in india um number one is stop thinking about tournaments and competitions and events i think that's a huge problem out here i meet so many coaches around the country 
who are telling me hey we want to focus on the skill but my principle is like what happens in the next tournament what happens in the next tournament did you win that next tournament you didn't win that next tournament you know so the number one thing i think we need to start worrying about is teaching the kids basketball the right way every kid should know how to attack with the right attack with the left shoot properly dribble properly use their moves learn offensive strategies learn defensive separations it's uh, it has to be broken down and it cannot go in a hurry you cannot be in a race i think i think the day india stops being in a race of which competition we are winning gradually we'd start improving and coaches need to need to learn more more i think um, we have we have fiba level 1 and level 2 more and more coaches need to go for these programs it's amazing what coach nelson icely does with the, he shares so much of it all the coaches around the country should find that time schools should make an an extra effort to make sure that their coaches are upgraded right now what happens is the coaches are not uh, allowed to go for thing they are not given leave to go for a clinic so i think it's not entirely the coaches fault i think the administration needs to understand that fundamental basketball needs to be in a particular way there needs to be a curriculum there needs to be uh, something that this is what we are teaching third grade fourth grade fifth grade and if they do not clear the fifth grade they are not moving to the sixth grade a lot of times what happens is a kid is playing uh, you know learning offensive strategies when the kid does not even know how to make a crossover i mean what are you going to do in a game in today's game all around the world you look at fee team needs to know how to dribble the ball if you don't you you're not at an edge even at the fiba under 19 and an under 16 level you look at even a 7 foot guy standing under the ring he also knows how to go between his legs so i think fundamental basketball teaching ball handling teaching passing shooting working on a few skills every session and uh, that's how it is man gannon baker my mentor says five days of skills and one day of game when you're young he says when you reach middle school you go four days of skills and two days of games and then when you reach further into your season you go three days skills three days game and when you're in the playoffs you go two days skills and five days game or four days game but it has to be more skills and less game first we need to get good with the skills i was in canada and that's what i saw the difference a 6 year old kid could make a move on me that's 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 where we are different right now a 6 year old kid in india can't even stand straight and dribble the ball a lot of times so that is where we need to change that we need to focus we need to adapt we need to learn from each other and we need to uh, you know uh, be less egoistic and and make sure that we can grasp as much as we can from each other and make basketball better you know follow someone follow someone on youtube there are so many trainers you can follow someone youtube is enough for a trainer and for india youtube is more than enough for someone to learn how to teach basketball even if you're naive and you don't know how to but you still have a job and you need to retain that job just check out, go on to youtube and there are full workouts there's a full middle school workout for one hour you can just copy it there's no harm in copying don't be afraid to copy so that's what i'd concluded with fundamental basketball and and make sure that you break it down for kids break it down and make it very simple for them make them understand why they are doing what they are doing if i make a kid attack the left i need to explain him why am i teaching him why does he need to be ambidextrous in a game so yeah that's what i'll conclude it with that fundamental basketball at its best man excellent excellent uh, pratyut what are ways in which other people who want to contribute or help your program and help dribble academy how can they how can they do so uh currently we we don't have the tax exemption certificate yet we're still um on our way to make the a bank account and the tax exemption which should take another 5 months otherwise someone wants to donate they can just order stuff on flipkart and send it over or or come by our 
academy anytime and uh, drop in stuff I, i i i i have a no cash policy so i don't take any cash people can give it give us in kind so that they don't question my transparency okay uh pradeep that's great to hear and for for anyone who does want to find out more about him uh, i think your facebook page is yeah we have a facebook triple page academy. Yeah, called triple academy yeah right. so um that'll be a good way just to to find out what 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 kind of things you're up to to get in touch with you to find out more Definitely. news about about young Definitely. players Definitely and any, we are trying to come up with our own tutorials which should be up in another another 5 months so anybody who wants to check out basketball drills and uh, some of them are some of these kids i feel bad for them some of them are from very rural areas where they can't um where they're not getting good training you all and but internet is everywhere so i get a lot of messages on facebook and i try and reply them with a link we'll have our own page an active video tutorial page in the next 4 months so kids can just check it out and follow the drills and anybody dropping by in delhi would feel like having a workout feel free to drop in at dribble academy at geja village uh that's fantastic to hear so I, i'm sincerely hoping that like that that, you, that your passion and your love for the game and your your you know your your passion to contribute to yeah I, i hope it catches on and and other people in definitely in, it's in, already in, is, uh, in the city. Uh, it already is some of the organizations have already started doing some work and uh, i'm just trying to motivate it and i've even told kids around the country in case uh, i go to a lot of boarding schools where there are lots of rich kids and they wanted to do something within their villages so i've told them that in terms of guidance on how to put up a hoop how to put up something for 1000 bucks and uh, i can send basketballs man anybody starting a program around the country and needs some uh, apparel or needs some basketballs to kick start the program i'll be happy to help them out that's great to hear um thanks a lot pradeep for giving us your your time today um thank you i, I hope you uh, i hope you recover well from your ankle and uh, enjoy your makhan this evening <laughs> thank you so much thank you thanks pradeep thanks. and good luck with everything So I want to thank Pradeep Valetti for joining us and telling us so much more about Dribble Academy and showing a model of how it how somebody can go into the grassroots and really make a difference. You know, he he was an outsider to the system. He came in, he was passionate about something and he's doing it and he's making a difference. And uh, I'm sincerely hoping he can be a role model or an inspiration to others who want to help out in grassroots Indian basketball. Uh thanks Pradeep this this is the end of episode 30 of Hoop Darshan. Koshik and I would like to thank you. You can follow us on at Hoop Darshan on Twitter. We are Hoop Darshan on Facebook. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, we're on SoundCloud. Search for Hoop Darshan and help support India basketball. So, um, and on that note, we'd like to say goodbye. We'll be back with an NBA Finals preview very soon. That's it from us. Hashtag India Basketball.